Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play what's up open floor globe i'm your host michael the pod pina and i'm joined on the other line by my good friend sports illustrated staff writer rohan nadgarni rohan how was your weekend mike it was great uh saw the new spider-man movie uh first thing this weekend aka friday morning to avoid the spoilers didn't want to take any chances (laughs) um had to skip uh, an important holiday party for it, but I said, you know, I, I can't take a chance stumbling across something on the internet, ruining this movie for myself. Obviously, the most anticipated movie of the year, so that was exciting. And then it just continued. The continues. The good times continued to roll from there. You know, cracked open a bottle of Dwayne Wade wine Saturday night, and the Miami Dolphins just haven't lost in two months. Hottest team in the NFL. Uh, hard to complain, you know? How about you? Uh, I, I have a couple things to say about what you just said. Number one, the holiday party that you skipped, that was the one that I attended. Is that it the one you're referring been. to? It must have been, yeah. Correct. Okay, so disrespect right off the top. <laughs> um, secondly, I really appreciate your commitment to tagging Dwayne Wade on Instagram when you drink his wine. Is, is there like a expectation that he will respond or what's what's going on I there just, in your brain? I just give credit where credit is due. I, that's how I was brought up in this industry. Um, the, <laughs> the two times I've posted about his wine, I'll tag him and I will, I'll... I'll in all seriousness, I will say, like I, you know, I like to partake in a lot of the natural wines here in Los Angeles, and I will absolutely tag the, you know, the winemaker if I enjoy the wine. So that's awesome. Well, I was in Michigan visiting my in-laws over the weekend, and we went to a family uh, holiday party, mm-hmm. and. Uh, That's there will the be holiday no fa- party I skipped, actually. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The one you were not invited to. <laughs> but 
I uh, there will be no follow up questions, but there was um, an Elvis impersonator at. The... I'm sorry, there will only be follow up questions for the rest of this <laughs> podcast. I, I I'm sorry, we have to move on. I can't. I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm still thinking about it. But I I have no answers for you, frankly. If you have questions to give me, I don't have the answers. But that's neither here nor there. So shout out to Elvis who. Man, I'm going to be thinking about that guy for a long time. I have a lot of questions about how this happened, why this happened <laughs> now. Um, yeah, okay, interesting. We will touch base maybe next year. Maybe in the off season, we'll get an explanation um, when I am able to process it through therapy. But until then... <laughs> Um, on today's show, uh, you and I, Rowan, we'll talk about, uh, we have to talk about COVID outbreaks and game postpone- postponements, unfortunately. Um, Kyrie Irving's actual looming return to the Nets and some fun uh, mailbag questions. But first, a quick reminder to keep all of your emails coming to openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Okay, so Chris and I touched on the different ways that COVID-19 and the NBA's health and safety protocols were starting to affect this season a couple weeks back. And since we recorded that episode, the situation has gotten so much worse. Uh, Several (laughs) games have been postponed, including three on Sunday. Dozens of players have been placed in health and safety protocols, including 16 on Friday alone. Some team executives and coaches have lobbied the NBA to allow asymptomatic players to take the floor, which is ridiculous. And after negotiating with the union, the league decided to alter its rules to allow slash force teams to sign players using the hardship exception as a way to have enough bodies to avoid more postponements or even the entire season getting suspended for the second time into years so for every player just a quick recap of what that means for every player in protocols teams are able to sign someone to replace them on a 10-day contract they can sign up to three such players and not have it impact their salary cap or uh, the luxury tax so rohan i'll just add uh, to that by the way like if you have if they have two players in protocol then they have to also sign at least one which is kind of they have to yeah, they have so, to. And if once you three get over players one. out, you have to sign at least two. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yes. So, Rohan. Um, I think that's the longest we've gone into the podcast without me interrupting you before. I am so appreciative. Yeah, I got to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you just ruined everything. So, anyway, <laughs> what, <laughs> what are your thoughts on um, where things stand right now? And. You know, a, a few more specific questions for you. Like, do you think the NBA will suspend its season before Christmas Day, or will the hardship exception slash the owners really not wanting to uh, suspend the season kind of keep this thing moving along as smoothly as it possibly can? Well, my first first thought is there's that like you know this is a little bit cliche I guess to say, but there's that like famous Jerry Seinfeld bit about how you're just rooting for laundry uh, Mm -hmm. when you're rooting for a sports team. That's probably never been more true than in the NBA this season when you can turn on a game any given night and it's just three guys from a G League team and two people signed off the street and they're just playing this game now. 
it's just the games being played are not actual NBA games for the most part. Um, I don't. I know it's it's crazy to see the volume of positive tests in the league, and in no way am I trying to downplay the seriousness of the number of cases, especially because. You know, people like to say these are young athletes who don't get hospitalized, et cetera. We've seen athletes, whether it's Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid, complain about, not complain about, but kind of reveal the extent and seriousness of the COVID cases they had. Mm -hmm. But the reason I guess I don't think the season will be suspended is I'm not quite sure the science behind that because it's, it's not like it was... Uh, when the pandemic first began and we were going to shut everything down and everyone was going to stay home. I think if even we shut down the season, I don't know that the reasons that people are getting sick from COVID are going to go away. I, uh, you know, I don't know if athletes are getting sick right now because they're passing it to each other on the court or they're getting it off the court. I, um, so I, I just don't know that Suspending the season helps unless, frankly, the expectation is, oh, if we stop the season for two months and let everyone get COVID in between then and then we come back, and it, which is insane, I know. But to me, that that is like – I don't understand how suspending the season is going to necessarily prevent game postponements just because we're not, we're not in that place anymore in this pandemic where people are staying indoors and going way out of their way to avoid it. Um. I mean, obviously, you and I. We're are just not. at a different place. We're at a different place. Yeah. Like, yeah. in March 2020, when Rudy Gobert tested positive, it was like we didn't have vaccines. We didn't know the extent of what this disease meant. It was mm-hmm. just a, a much scarier time um, in the timeline of this pandemic. And mm-hmm. right now, we have the vaccine, we have booster. Uh, shots available 60 percent of nba players have gotten the booster um which is is good i wish that you know in an ideal world that would be uh that would be mandated frankly Mm -hmm. and or at least you would see more i don't know you would see star players doing psas to get the public boosted up that would be wonderful i don't think that either of those things are going to happen um but i i agree with you i don't i don't think that we're going to see the season um suspended mm-hmm. i think the uh you know if you read baxter holmes and espn where he has that report that i just mentioned about some coaches and team executives wanting asymptomatic players to be allowed to play uh, you know, if you're not sick, you can suit up. You know, that's something that's basically, I think, happening in the NFL or close to happening in the NFL. Mm. And I, I, I think that that is just uh, that would be very disturbing um, because this is still a uh, communicable, communicable disease. And even if you're asymptomatic, you can obviously spread it to other people, and uh, you know, we don't need to get into all that. Yeah, but... I mean, it's it's surprising to see. It's definitely surprising to see. I will say for anyone who's like, why isn't the NBA just doing what the NFL is doing? I not to defend the NFL. I haven't looked into their COVID policies closely. I will say they're probably helped by the fact that most of their games take place outdoors. Um. It's not probably quite the same as the NBA. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll add to that, again, we are not epidemiologists, we are not experts, we are going off, obviously, the, the latest news that we can go off of as far as letting players play with, you know, asymptomatic cases. I agree, that seems insane. Again, all I would say is I just hope that whatever they do is backed by science, right? I just hope whatever they do is whatever comes out is backed by the latest science. There are some encouragings, maybe not the best word for it, but I think there are some people who are maybe there are reasons to be, I think, less kind of panicked about the latest variant than previous ones. But I, there's still, I think, a ways to go until those kinds of conclusions can be drawn. And yeah, I just hope that whatever the NBA does kind of based in science and not based in how do we play as many games as possible, that that's really what I think is going to be important. And for now, at least, the idea that they're going to let players play with asymptomatic cases, to, that doesn't really currently seems to be based in what most scientists would recommend. Right. And so now... I want to tie a highly problematic real-world issue into our job analyzing professional basketball mm-hmm. for a minute, but I have some questions that are not that important, but mm-hmm. this is an NBA podcast, so we're going to ask them. Like, How are we supposed to actually know how good or bad some of these teams are if so many no, players are in health and safety protocols? It's such like, a good what, point. It's, the Celtics just signed C.J. Miles, who... I have not been up to date on what CJ Miles has been doing yeah. since he That's, has been oh out of God. the NBA. I have not heard that name in a long time. Wow. And it's just like, you like know. Like three-point uh, god, CJ Miles. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a huge legend. Oh, my God. You know, I'm not, yeah. This is not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not criticizing CJ Miles. It's just but like. where's he been you're throwing, for years? Yeah. Where's he been? And he, he's just, he's, he's uh, you know, um, suddenly on an NBA roster and just how he kind of fits in how any of these players who are signed in with the um who are signed with the hardship exception that actually get minutes you know you watch the Brooklyn Nets team Austin Rivers last week was like we didn't know I didn't know um who I was playing against like that's a quote yeah, from Austin yeah. Rivers I, I I literally didn't know we had no scouting report I'm just out there playing and that's just like you know, talking about the NBA is like this entertainment product, which it ultimately is. Mm-hmm. Like, how you know how damaging that? Maybe uh, whatever. It, it, like, how damaging is this to the league as um, a? You know, we're talking about Christmas Day games, which is like a showcase mm-hmm. for the NBA. It's the most important day on the regular those, season. Those calendar. games are all. I think every one of those games is probably going to be compromised. Except maybe Warriors Suns, but we know the Nets are probably going to be missing uh, some guys. They might have Harden. They probably yeah. will not have KD or Kyrie. The um, Lakers will not have AD have because he games. right. Yeah. And it's like if Steph Curry goes into health and safety protocols, like <laughs> I mean, I I'm going to be watching the games because like you know. Yeah. I love watching I, it, whatever. games. Whatever, it's my job. Yeah, but they're, they're <laughs> sure. 
Like how how do you expect people to tune in and be like, oh, David Duke Jr. sick? Like no no yeah. no disrespect to him, but like it's no, just- I I agree. Listen, I wrote this last year, and I don't think this is tr- I don't think this was the NBA's intent last year. But last year, like the product on the floor was not at all the priority for the NBA. The, the product on the floor was like icing on the cake. Last year was clearly all about we need to get this season done. So our calendar's back on track. That was the priority. And that's why they that's why they had rushed the season the way they did. Um, and it's I think they're they're making that bargain again this year. I sorry, I keep looking away because I'm I'm looking at the standings and we're talking about I, I mean it's crazy. The Sixers are fifteen and fifteen, same with the Celtics. Like <laughs> The Sixers were killed with with COVID for a while. Now they're healthy, but they're losing games to teams that are also like decimated by injury. The Hornets, I think, one of the most exciting stories of the season, also decimated by COVID. They miss Lamelo and we're out five rotation players for the guys. Um, it's funny, like I, I I find myself watching like more Heat games now just because I I'll flip around the league pass on any. Given oh, this night. is a it's recent. Like, this is a recent development for you. It's usually not like my main game on, you know what I mean? Like, okay. like I will, I won't like sit through a Heat Magic game anymore. <laughs> like, there's um, unless there's like someone on the Magic I really want to see. But mm-hmm. I'll I'll flip around League Pass and it's like, oh, Wolves Lakers, I'm really excited. And it's like the Lakers are missing four guys and the Timberwolves are missing Anthony Edwards. And it's like, yeah, literally. I, I just want to say real real quick, just as you are saying that. Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly have been placed in health and safety no protocols. Way. No like way. literally as things, as you said you that. You can't you can't watch these games and it's even the positives. Like so I'll go back to Heat Magic. I'm watching it the other day and like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent combined for literally I think 59 points on 60% shooting. And it's like okay, that's interesting. Like yeah, normal, what does that mean? <laughs> Exactly. In a normal world, I might like I, I might be like, wow, like I wonder what like Struess and Vincent like are they going to be able to play in the playoffs? But there's literally no way to draw that conclusion right now. Um, I, yeah, I, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are 19 and 13. They're a half game behind the freaking Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are a team who I, it's not that I think the Cavs have been like beating up on like bad opponents this whole time. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they have a little bit of that vibe now where I'm like, is this because the Cavs are great and like, we've all loved watching them? Or is there an element of this is another weird season and this is like one of the consequences? I don't know. It, it's become I, – I I hate using this phrase, but I tweeted about this the other night. Like it's just disarray. It's chaos. There are like no conclusions to be drawn. I think frankly at this point I'm just hoping – all the teams are healthy in time for the playoffs because that's all that's going to matter. I mean, we go back to the Heat, for example. Um, I, I like I was curious is like they've been on a long road trip. They've played seven more road games than home games, and Jimmy Bam and Kyle have played in only fourteen of their thirty-one games. And I just have no idea what to make of a team like that. None, just none. I, it's impossible to draw a conclusion about that. Um, and it's it's different for certain teams like the Nets. There's like a level of continuity at least with their stars. The same with the Bucks. Like the Bucks are incredible when Giannis Middleton and Holiday play together. But 
So those teams I'm more confident in, but like the relatively two teams like Washington, Charlotte, Toronto, I have no idea what to make all those teams. Uh, same with, frankly, I think the Lakers a little bit now. I, It's just, yeah, man, it's, it's upsetting because for the start of the season, I think the product was great. There was great parity in the league, and it felt like we reached like a cool high mark over the regular season with that first kind of Warriors-Suns game, and it's been all downhill since then. Yeah, and you, I, there's, it, it, to your point, there's just so much talent in the NBA right now that the players who are absent are kind of an afterthought. Like Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard, Zion Williamson. These are some of the best players, most exciting players in recent NBA history, and them not being around you'd still have a great time watching the league or watching league pass on any given night. And now it's just, as you said, it's just, it's very chaotic. It's hard to tell what is real and what is not as someone who is trying to figure these things mm-hmm. out. I'll watch the bucks. Um, I'll look like, how am I supposed to look at what the bucks net rating is as being impactful on how good or bad they actually are? Mm-hmm. I'll watch some of their exactly. games and I'm like, I, I literally don't know who just checked in to the game here for <laughs> right. the Bucks. There was a player there's a player on the Lakers who I, I I literally do not know his name. So I can't say it. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not even gonna look it up. He played five minutes yesterday. I didn't know who he was. And he like drew a charge on Kobe White and I was like, who is that? I, <laughs> I was I was in the I was watching the game on my phone in the in um the Detroit airport and I'm like I can't look this up right now. Uh, I am very confused and this is the state it, it was just like an it encapsulated how I feel watching the NBA right now, which is Yeah, there, is, every every night there's guys checking in you haven't heard of. And then you but then there's also like the teams like Philly who, like, granted, like, I think Embiid, like, he's managing some injuries lately. Like, he, they've been, like, holding him out. He's in and out. But, like, then you look at a team like Philly that's, like, mostly past their seemingly, like, kind of beyond their, like, COVID scare. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, still fledgling. And you're like, okay, so Philly's bad. But then you're also, like, you have to take into account, like, how much of the regular season is about scheduling. Or did they play this team at home or on the end of a long road trip? Like, scheduled losses are a thing. Like, human emotion and, uh, you know, your your kind of mental fatigue, those are important parts of the regular season. It's not like every game is played on some kind of pure independent basis. So if you're looking at Philly, like, 15 and 15, that's super disappointing. But how do I know they're, like, Philly just doesn't show up to an arena every night and is like, well, why? Like, why are we caring about this? Like, how how are we supposed to like get ourselves motivated for this game that just doesn't matter? Is not testing us? I, I, I yeah, I, I am genuinely bummed about where where the product has gone. And you're right. Like, we still enjoy watching because there are a lot of good players doing good things. But it's just hard to find what the real meaning is in in any of this. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So I mentioned uh, Kyrie. We've talked a little bit about the Nets. So I want to now change gears and, and dive into this situation. Um, over the weekend, the team and Sean Marks uh, – Sean Mark specifically put out a press release that I want to read here, and then I'm going to read the press release statement that they put out in October. So here's what they put out over the weekend. Are you sure you don't After want to go with October first? The October one first. <laughs> After discussions with our coaches, players, and staff, the organization has decided to have Kyrie Irving rejoin the team for games and practices in which he is eligible to participate. We arrived at this decision with the full support of our players and after careful consideration of our current circumstances, including players missing games due to injuries and health and safety protocols. We believe that the addition of Kyrie will not only make us a better team, but allow us to be to more optimally balance the physical demand on the entire roster. We look forward to Kyrie's return to the lineup as well as getting our entire roster back together on the court. Okay, now I'm going to read... The statement from um, from October, and then we are going to discuss this situation. Uh, okay, so in October, the Nets released a statement that said, Given the evolving nature of the situation and after thorough deliberation, we have decided Kyrie Irving will not play or practice with the team until he is eligible to be a full participant. Kyrie has made a personal choice, and we respect his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. It is imperative that we continue to build chemistry as a team and remain true to our long-established values of togetherness and sacrifice. Our championship goals for the season have not changed, and to achieve these goals, each member of our organization must pull in the same direction. We are excited for the start of the season and look forward to a successful campaign that will make the borough of Brooklyn proud." So Kyrie Irving uh, will be joining the Nets um, shortly. He is in uh, health and safety protocols currently because he is still not vaccinated. Uh, real quick, I just want to say that this is like totally embarrassing um, for... 
for the Nets and uh, not to put like too much of a moral spin on it, but like they should be kind of like ashamed. Like I don't understand. I, I just don't get it, frankly. Um, we have the hardship. I know that they have a ton of players uh, who have, who are in health and safety protocols. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joe Harris is injured. Uh, you can go on down the list. There's a ton of players on their team and they're really hurting because of covid and the irony of adding a player who refuses to get vaccinated to the team and suddenly backtracking and allowing him to play on the road and not in Brooklyn because New York City is not lifting these mandates anytime soon let me tell you that uh that irony is it's depressing frankly um and it's I, I don't even know. I'm just like really disappointed in, I guess, the team. And uh, what are your thoughts, Rohan? So, to bring things back full circle from the open of this podcast, I went to go see Spider Man on Friday. <laughs> it was just, you know, I have my mind blown. Just surprise after surprise, thrill after thrill. Just completely taken aback. Um, you know, can I can I can I quickly ask you, um, what's the what's like the spoiler window here? Like, since it's been opening weekend, and I feel like everyone who would care to watch that movie has seen it. No, is it okay to spoil, or is is that? I think you got to give people at least another week. I mean, I know people who didn't go because either they've been sick or they've been exposed. There's all these things. I think you got to give people at least at least another week here. Because um, I, I don't care about any of this, and I just Googled it, and I know what happened. <laughs> so I will not – I'm, going, I'm okay. going to refrain from saying anything. But to continue okay. your point. But – so you're well aware. There's some big surprises in the movie, and I somehow am on my phone waiting for the end credits scene, and I'm even more taken aback because I see the Nets <laughs> – are allowing Kyrie Irving, and I had to read. It's one of those tweets I had to read four times to make sure I knew that I was reading what I was reading. And I, I like you know, and I gotten a few texts too. People be like Kyrie, lol, and I was like, okay, maybe he like posted something on Instagram or whatever. And then you know, I just see people like sending like oblique, like I can't believe this or whatever. And I'm rereading that low tweet. I'm like, this can't be happening. I'm not even surprised. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Joe Psy, um, I, I think, I don't know if he's the majority owner of the Nets. He's, I think, their most he local is. owner. He's their majority owner. Um, Joe Psy, I think, made some comments recently along the lines of, like, my only religion is winning or championships or something along those lines. I, I wonder if maybe Joe Psy is kind of putting some pressure on the front office. After all, like, he's the one who still has to pay Kyrie for not playing. Um, that's just speculation. I don't know that. I, but, I, I mean, frankly, I, I'm not surprised. But I'm also just like, read the room. You guys are announcing this during, like, a massive wave of COVID going through the NBA. Like, could you not have timed this somewhat better? Like, you had to do this now? Um, and to be completely honest, like, the deeply cynical person in me is saying that Oh, like the Nets are are coming out ahead in this because, frankly, isn't it – this is going to sound insane, but isn't it to their advantage that Kyrie's in the, the health and safety protocols now as opposed to later? Like, I don't know the science, but he's probably going to have more protection now 
uh, having gotten it, granted, if it's not a serious case, we don't know any details, but it just well, is he's a, a bummer. We should, be clar- we should clarify, he's unvaccinated, so you can be in health and safety protocols without testing positive for COVID-19. True. I, if I mean, you are I guess around it's, people it's, who have tested positive, right. then you are put in the... I guess, the yeah, I guess we don't know the particulars of... Um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. They had a chance to really, I think, make kind of an important statement, send an important message about not only a, <laughs> what it means to be vaccinated, what it means to be part of a team. I mean, this is going to be a circus. This is going to be, he's going to get, maybe some places he'll get cheered. I think he's going to get crazily booed in some of these road arenas. The team's going to have to answer questions about it almost every single day. Kyrie's going to have to answer questions about it, and we I can already tell you eh, it's not well, going to go well. Uh, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see if Kyrie has to answer yeah. questions about it. No disrespect uh, to the uh, you know the Nets PR team, which is excellent, but like I, I don't know if he's going to be necessarily sitting yeah. through too many post-game pressers. And that's going to turn it into its own circus. So I, I just don't know how this is going to go. It's a bummer. I just wish he was vaccinated so we could avoid all of this. And instead, it's going to just turn into this sideshow, and it's just going to add to, frankly, the disappointing nature of this season. Yeah, this uh, stinks, and you know, I, I, as a basketball fan, enjoy watching Kyrie play. It's really hard for me to separate the just the general selfishness of his behavior this entire time. Uh, from his incredible ability on the court. And, you know, I don't know how many players they've signed to the hardship exception if they've already, um, if they already crossed over the, the, the three player threshold or what is it? But like, you couldn't assign like Isaiah Thomas or like Jamal Crawford or I, I don't know. Um, there's just not a lot of information about this to speculate too much, so I don't want to do that. But after speculating, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's a it's a bummer, and the fact that he, uh, you know, I I don't we don't know if he if he tested positive. Um, yet, but we do know that he's in health and safety protocols, and there could easily be a time since he's unvaccinated. Um, we should anticipate, frankly, him going back into health and safety pro- protocols at some point, similar to some other players around the league who are probably not vaccinated based on the statements that they've made, like Josh Richardson, like Terrence Davis, who are just constantly in and out of health and safety protocols. That could be the mm. case here. So I just don't understand... If you're the Nets and you understand and you get that possibility, um, like wanting to establish chemistry and continuity, like by bringing Kyrie back for away games, like what is that? Come on. Like, how is this going to work? It just doesn't make sense to me. And let's just ask it. How is this going to work in a freaking playoff series? Uh, (laughs) He's going to play on the road, I guess. I don't know. Maybe like, he'll get vaccinated so by then. I don't stupid. know. That's so stupid. <laughs> like, are they really going to go through the the charade of bringing this guy on the road for playoff games in the playoffs and he's not playing at home? What if they have a, a home game seven for crying out loud? 
They're the number one seed. What a joke that's going to be. Like, what a... <laughs> what a joke that's... It's just, just such a... Where's, like, the competitive... Like, there's just... It, just like ruins the competition if there's one thing that's like good about this sport at the end of the day like the competition's great it's at its best when people care about these games and at at least all the players who played in that game seven between the bucks and the nets last year even though there were injuries right even though harden had a hamstring Kyrie couldn't go at least all the guys who were out there that day did everything they could to be out there you know because they cared that much they cared for their teammates um, and yeah, man, this is just what a joke this is going to turn into. What a sideshow! It, it just is, it's just not necessary, man. There's it, such an easy solve here, and instead, it's going to just be this cloud following them around. And the uncomfortable part is they're going to be great. They're already really good. They're the number one seed in the East, and yeah, they're going to be really good when he plays. So it's just going to the, the the cognitive dissonance of the whole situation is going to be. It just add to the frustration of it all. I do wonder if they've reached a breaking point, and we're going to move on right now, like right after I make this point. But I do wonder if the minute load of uh, Kevin Durant has played a part here mm-hmm. at all, because I think yeah. he's fourth in minutes per game, and I, before <laughs> he went into health and safety protocols, he was listed as out or questionable because of ankle soreness, like. Mm. I, you know, uh, throwing that onto everything we've seen from Harden this year, which is that he doesn't look right and his body doesn't look right and he's potentially doing more than he can handle. I, I wonder if that has been um, the, just the ripple effect of that has I, kind of. I, I will say, I'll say just about the Nets. One way to win a lot of regular season games is to have a playoff rotation instead of a regular season rotation. And when Steve Nash is just like like playing chicken with the opposing coach, he's like, yeah, I'll keep Kevin Durant out for 40 minutes. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, what do you think What do you think Mike Budenholzer does when he's handed, like, the stat sheet and he sees how many minutes Kevin Durant's playing in a regular season game? He probably gasps. He's probably, probably, like, yeah, he probably vomits in his mouth a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He's like, I, I need to get some air. Um, uh, can I can I say something about the replacement players that they're being called, I guess? Sure. There's like some real like Disney movie potential here for one of these guys. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, uh, a lot of players. I think the Knicks brought back Damian Dotson today. Somebody's going to play so well during a 10-day. I think a oh, team it'll be is Isaiah. To... But yeah, and Isaiah. I think I think a team is going to have to consider keeping that quote-unquote replacement player and getting rid of someone who's on their roster. And you look at the Lakers, what if you can trade Kendrick Nunn and Avery Bradley and keep Isaiah Thomas instead? I mean, Nunn's given him nothing so far this year. Obviously, he's been hurt. I, I just, you never know. I think I think one of these 10-day guys is going to play so well. So if there's one, I hesitate to use the phrase silver lining, but... If there's one good thing that can come from this is hopefully there's some guy. I mean, Mario Chalmers is trying to make a comeback. I'd love to see Mario Chalmers back in the NBA. Um, I thought about starting the show with that bit of news with Mario and the G League just ripping ripping it up, the G League showcase. Listen, put him, put him on the back of the bench. Him. Put him back on the bench next to UD, man. Uh, I'd love that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think one of these uh, replacement guys is going to to really break in, and that that would be cool. That would be cool if uh, so one of these players, quote unquote, signed off the street, somehow manages to stick around for the playoffs. That would be fun. It's it's an injustice that Isaiah Thomas has not been in the NBA this whole time, uh, and right now he's their second best player with AD out. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that right here. Like it's 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 indisputable to me. But um, anyway, we are gonna move on and open up the mailbag. We have a really fun one from Steve in Seattle that I'm I'm really looking forward to answering this question and discussing it with you, Rohan. Steve writes, "Hello, Open Floor Team." As a diehard fan of the 90s Knicks, I'm counting the days until Chris's book comes out. The upcoming release reminded me of a thought I had about those Knicks way back when the decade was winding down. Even though they never won a title, I was just so grateful for all the memories of those years. I figured in that decade they provided more joy to their fan base than any franchise that fell short of winning a title. The rivalries with the Jordan Bulls, Reggie Miller's Pacers, and Riley's Miami Heat were among the greatest in NBA history. Blood Wars all packed into one 10-year period. Since then, I've thought about that as an award. Most joy to the fan base in a decade without a title. Just rolls right off the tongue, Steve. Genius. The Knicks are clear winners in the 90s. In the 2000s, I think it's got to be the Steve Nash Suns. So close, so many times, so many thrilling moments. In the 2010s, I think it's the OKC Thunder with KD, Russ, Harden, and Ibaka making deep playoff runs and giving some all-time great Warriors and Spurs teams all they could handle. The grit and grind Grizzlies, by the way, who never felt like real contenders, earn a second-place nod. My question that, is this. That, to me, the Grizzlies win that award for the 2010s. I just need to get that out there. First. I actually, I, I agree, I agree, but yeah. we can discuss in a second. Yeah. Steve's question is this. Which franchise do you think is setting themselves up to win this award in the 2020s? Would love to hear your thoughts on this unanswerable question. Meanwhile, keep up the great work. I love the show. Steve, this is incredible. Fantastic I love this so much. Question. Fantastic question. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you. Well, first Rohan. I'll just first let, let us just let us just wax <laughs> for a moment on the 2010s, the grit and grind Grizzlies. Shout out to Mark Gasol. Shout out to Zach Randolph. Shout out to Tony. I was. Allen. Shout can out I just to say? Conley. Did you watch the? Did you watch Zebo's um, jersey retirement ceremony? Yes. Yes. Did, I I did too. I watched it. I I was actually sobbing. I was it like, was I miss this person like, so pe- much. Do people forget about Zach Randolph and the crazy career he had until he got to Memphis, and it was like, wow, like these two like entities, the city of Memphis and Zach Randolph just simply needed each other and they found each other at the right moment in their life and it was beautiful what happened his relationship with mark gasol is just outstanding it's so cool and you talk about missing him like zion fits this mold a little bit but even then like zach randolph was like the last power forward in the nba okay they don't make power forwards like zach randolph anymore um and he was awesome, and they were fun to watch, and they won some crazy playoff series, like that upset over the Spurs, and then they had other series where they, like, punched teams in the mouth and expected them against the Clippers, against the They Thunder, almost beat the Warriors the in Warriors, 2015. Up 2-1, up 2-1 in 2015. Um, until they put Bogan on Tony Allen, and they've just been a part of so many great playoff series, and the grindhouse, I mean, that 
arena would get absolutely nuts. There's like a great gif of a like this like kid on the sidelines just going nuts after like a huge play. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like if you're Memphis, like you should just be proud of hell of that team. Like, you, yeah, they were never going to, they were like, it's just that classic small market. They were never going to get crazy free agents. They had to kind of take some swings. And that's what they did on Conley, on uh, Randolph, on Gasol. And man, like the Conley-Gasol pick and roll, like what a tandem that was. Like Gasol and Zebo, like the big to big passing. I, yeah, and to, I think they were respected enough as a contender, won enough playoff series that every team that played the Grizzlies in the playoffs took them seriously. And I think that that's such a proud era for Memphis as it should be. So that's my winner for the 2010s. Can I tell you who I think the 2020s answer is going to be? I don't. Please, I that think, is the I, question yes. we're trying to answer. So I think Steve, it may be in the extended, in the director's cut of his email. Did he float out the Nuggets as an option? He, in the director's cut of Steve's email, there are a lot of options that I didn't I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's going to be the Nuggets. I think it's going to be, and my one fear is this team won a title recently, so that changes the calculus, but the, the circumstances were so unique. And you'll understand in a second what I'm saying. I'm going with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. okay. I like this. Tell me why. So, first of all, the Cavs outside of LeBron over the last 20 years, it's either we have LeBron and we're good, or we don't have LeBron and we stick. Okay? Like, we don't have LeBron and it is like a JV basketball team, like a sports movie fledgling franchise, like pitiful joke. Now, all of a sudden, they got Evan Mobley. They got Darius Garland. They got, like, Rubio and Kevin Love, like, eight minutes for every game. Just, like, flashback to Minnesota, Rubio, and Love. Um, I mean, the big piece really there is Mobley. Obviously, Jared Allen as well. And I just think that they've set themselves up. They have a nice little core. They're literally third in the East right now. I don't know that they're going to finish top four in the East every year this decade. But... I think they're a team that's going to be consistently good. They're going to consistently make the playoffs. They're going to win a few series. Uh, they're going to be really fun to watch. They have an exciting young player. I just don't know. Maybe Mobley becomes so generationally great. It's hard to say that he, he can do that offensively right now. So I, I think that they are going to be a very like fun, frisky team for the next seven or eight years. But I don't necessarily see the path to being a title contender for them just yet. I don't want to say something ridiculous like the Cavs are already a title contender, <laughs> but like it couldn't be like I think they can win a title. Like I'm not as I like them. For, I just want to say I think this is a good pick by you because the Cavs being competitive post LeBron like period is is awesome. a huge achievement. Like. Yes. And their fans, like, having already won the title in 2016, like, anyone who was alive in Cleveland and saw that, like, for the rest of your life, you're good. Like, you're not, True. in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you're not ever going to be super bummed about the team as long as they're putting mm-hmm. a competitive product on the floor. They play – they're very exciting. Darius Garland is, like, he might be an all-star this season. 
Mm-hmm. I think that they should have two all-stars. I don't know who they should be. I would probably say Jared Allen and uh, Garland are, are two mm-hmm. all-stars this season. The fact that they're still so young is really promising. And Mobley is that's the guy, that's the franchise player. Mm-hmm. So I think you're I think you're catching lightning in a bottle this season with love, with Rubio. Yes, certainly. With um there's just certain things on that team that are just yeah. excellent. Marketing and I don't wanna extent, be yeah. yeah, and I and I don't wanna be you know I, I think I don't wanna be mean saying this, but like not having Colin Sexton is really good for this team. Uh, and his situation's really sad, and I wish that I, I hope he 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 gets a spe- he recovers. He needs to find the right situation and- for himself, but the pieces are in place for Cleveland right now. Is what you're in, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think they're great. I, I just think that like I'm not even looking at obviously like Love and Rubio five years from now. I just think that as long as they have Mobley and Allen and Garland, they're going to be really competitive. And I'm not saying they'll never win a title. It's just hard to, for me to bet that they will. Because it's hard to bet any teams are going to win a title. It's it's freaking hard. It's to hard. Win, yeah, it's, it's really very hard. hard. <laughs> they only won one with uh, LeBron. That just shows how hard it is to do it. Yeah, but also like went to the finals every yeah. single year, and the only reason they lost was because the other team was like unfairly built. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So my team is... Oh, wait, can I say one more thing, actually? <laughs> of course you can. So I wanted to just hop back to the 2010s for one quick reason. Sure. Can you make an exception 
for specifically the DeRozan and Lowry Raptors. Now, obviously, Toronto won a title. Yeah. But there's something to be said about how they won that title. And this isn't to say that they, like, don't deserve it or it's somehow lesser of a title. And their fans were obviously thrilled and right to be thrilled. But it hits a little different when you trade for Kawhi and Denny Green as opposed to if if they had won it with DeRozan and Lowry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. just I guess I mean, like honor honorable mention, even though they obviously ended up winning a title and obviously all their fans were thrilled, but the DeRozan Lowry Raptors, I think, would have sewn up that award. Because even though they had some heartbreaking moments, I mean, that was an absolute glory era of Toronto basketball. And obviously it's great that they won the title, but it's a little sad that you know they had to make some some pretty big changes to do so. I mean, sad in the sense that the people who are there for maybe the foundation of that success don't necessarily get to reap the rewards, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it takes to win a championship in the NBA. That's what it is. But yeah, just wanted to just shout them out specifically that DeRozan and Lowry. Okay. Combo. So I have two teams. <laughs> um, the first, the first team I wrote down, I don't think is my favorite choice. I like the other one better, but the first team that popped into my head is actually the Phoenix Suns. I don't think the Phoenix Suns are going to win a championship in the 2020s. Mm. I also think that if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you are over the moon excited about where your team is. And hopefully, given the age of Aiton, given the age of Bridges, given the age of Booker, and kind of hopefully a more fortified consistency and a positive culture that can kind of be baked in going forward. You're, you're hopefully optimistic about the future as well, but like, you're just so like, I know losing in the finals stinks, but you had 10 years of just utter futility and embarrassment. And there's a lot of things still going on with that organization that are embarrassing for sure, Mm -hmm. not to be overlooked, but on the court, you found a head coach. It seems like you found a, 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 a stable front office that kind of knows what it's doing, minus uh, some questionable draft selections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like I think if we were to look back and if it's 2029 20, and Booker stays there for his whole career and they re-sign eight and he stays there his whole career and... Um, you know, Bridges wins a Defensive Player of the Year award at some point or whatever. I don't know how much longer Chris Paul is going to be there as an impact player, but he's just signed a long-term contract, so maybe he'll be here for half the day. Like, who knows with, with Chris Paul? But looking back, if they never win the title, you will, you'll be so grateful for everything yeah. that you've I think experienced. This, I think the Suns are going to win a title. They could, Sure. Um, I just think in four but, years, I have a hard time imagining there being two better cores out there than the Suns. You mean young cores, right? Yeah. I mean, how old's Devin Booker? Are you like 25? If that? Yes. 20. He. Let me look this up before I... I think he's 26. Cool. But yes, he's not even like in his prime. Which is kind of right? scary. So I, I don't, he is twenty. I, he is I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying that. I mean, 
I just think you picked a team that's too good, frankly, is what I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. Um, I Okay, my other team, which might also be too good. We'll see. But it's the Clippers. Um, mm. They might never win a title. And the way the reason why I'm picking them is, like, after last year's run to the conference finals and just how that team's, like, cultural ethos shifted from this un- unlikable super team to, like, this scrappy band of underdogs and misfits, I just think, led like, their fans... Led by Reggie Jackson, yeah. Red, led by... Yeah, Reggie... And now you have, like, Luke Kennard shooting, like, 700% <laughs> from behind yeah. the three-point line and being awesome but like i just think their fan base even if they never win the championship should be thrilled with like everything that's potentially going to happen with um, paul george and if Kawhi comes gonna, back and he's 90 percent of what he was and they never win the title like that'll be fun to root for i feel like i'm gonna push back on this one Okay. I think once they traded for Kawhi and Paul George, their expectations are just too high for them to never win one with them. And, like, last year's run was great, but they also already – they they went through this before. You know what I mean? Like, the 2010s was that decade for the Clippers when they had Paul, Griffin, DeAndre, and they had a couple of chances. I think they had title-worthy teams and – they yeah, went from a period but do you feel of, they went from they went from the two thousands where they were maybe the biggest joke in professional sports to now the best team in Los Angeles and had all these crazy seasons and the team was loved and the stadium was packed to then like now they are a super team they traded for Kawhi freaking Leonard off a of Finals MVP and Paul George uh, I, I think the year after he finished top three in MVP and I I, I just think that they got. After they got Kawhi, I think that just disqualified them for this conversation. Or if you, if Kawhi's won a title in, in his two previous stops mm-hmm. and a Finals MVP in his two previous stops, and then he gets to you guys, and you end up not winning one, and you have one of the most disappointing playoff exits in recent memory, I I, I just don't think that they would they really qualify in my mind for this exercise. Well, you follow that up with, like, the most... It was, like, a magical run. It's, like, Terrence Mann scoring 37. Like, ask a Clippers fan who watched that game how they feel about it. They've never been to the conference finals before. That was their first time going. Bounce back from 0-2 against the Jazz. And, you know, to contrast what you said about the Memphis Grizzlies, how we look back on the Grizzlies. That was one good run. And and it was great. Yeah, well, they've been together for two years. They've been... Right, but they've I, I only get, been together I get for that. two years. But I years. just think that they, they traded for Kawhi. It's like, it's yeah. like I, th- I think they are more in the category Steve was describing of teams. I, I believe he also had in his email later there, like he mentioned teams that didn't really make sense for this exercise because the expectations were different. And it would be like... Right, right but what, what I'm saying is like, you brought up the Memphis Grizzlies, right, as this team that was lovable, et cetera. And then, like, we don't look at the Clippers. Like, I don't I don't look at the Clippers from that era the same way. And I don't think too many people do. They were, like, very good. But I associate them with more heartbreak than fond memories, if you will. And I think that yes, and I think I'm that- saying if a Clippers <laughs> fan, if a Clippers fan who knows the Clippers and has been around the Clippers for, like, I think you could have more fond memories looking back on this era if they don't win the title and I, understand I that be... just because you 
traded for uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and you, you shouldn't expect a championship and then they anything abs- else that no, falls no, short. No, 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 no. They, went, they were absolutely a championship or bust team when they put Kawhi and Paul George together and started putting billboards all around Los Angeles. That is that is they correct. They absolutely made themselves a championship or bust team. And I, then anything, Kawhi... Ka- if anything, yes, they're Leonard going has to be torn his even, ACL, and the yes, circumstances have shifted, though, which is terrible. But I think that's, if anything, that's going to make this situation even more heartbreaking if they don't win than the last ten years, when they also do. Similarly, the players would get hurt during the playoffs, whether it was Blake uh, or, or whatever. So, yes, I agree. They aren't the 2010s Grizzlies because that team also had high expectations because they also made a big trade for at that time one of the best players in basketball, and they had another one of the best players in basketball at the time in Blake Griffin. So if anything, yeah, I'm with you. There are reason it's not more fond memories because they traded for these incredible talents and couldn't win, and I think they're frankly in a similar situation. I just think that they're too good, and they, they became a championship or bust team when they got Kawhi. Obviously, the injury and, like, they might look at this one season as, you know, the playoffs, and then this season is like, oh, these are – just fun years and we love this team whatever but they're too good mike they're too good like if brooklyn doesn't win a title people it's gonna be upsetting they're not gonna look back this is like that nets era was great we couldn't get it done but it's like no 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 they have kd and harden they gotta get it done okay the clippers got the clippers had a great playoff run but listen man they got Kawhi and paul george they gotta get it done okay i okay i i mean i get what you're saying i'm not like you know, married to this, but I just I think that the Clippers are in a different situation. Um, removed two years from when they made that move, and I'm looking at it from in 2029, looking back on everything that happened, and you're a little too attached, in my opinion, to that move. And I'm looking at it as this dude already tore his ACL. We got to adjust the expectations for everything that happened. So if they never win a title. Will this era be this massive disappointment? It's the Los Angeles Clippers, man. Like, they made the conference finals. They had never done that in no, franchise No, it's going to be a massive disappointment. They're not. Do you think they're going to settle for a conference finals berth? Kawhi tearing his ACL is I'm part telling of the disappointment. You, okay. You're telling – okay, let me put it this way. If the Lakers – if the Lakers didn't win that title in the bubble and they and LeBron retires in a few years and they're like, but you yeah. know what? Like, we made it back to the finals. It's like we finally made it back to the finals, you know? Like The Lakers and the Clippers, that's a completely different context, man. It just is. We're talking about bro, fan bases. And I'm, We're telling not you, that, I'm telling you that there's expectations with the Clippers now, and there have been for the last 15 years. Right. But it's the cl- it's the Clippers, man. Like you can't compare uh, – as a fan base, you can't compare a Clippers fan and a Lakers fan. I know, but We're I'm not just saying- taking – Fan but, X's that are exact same, and we're just throwing them into this, the situation that, that their teams are. It's not like it's not like Memphis in 2010, which was just coming off like you know. Obviously, they had some good years with Pau Gasol, but you know, coming off frankly largely irrelevant teams that didn't really do anything in the playoffs. It's not like Cleveland, which has been a, a pop- apocalyptic wasteland without LeBron. Um, it's not like the Raptors who had no kind of sustained success to speak of before last decade. The Clippers are coming off 10 years, where, as you mentioned, 
They had just gone through playoff heartbreak after playoff heartbreak. And now it's like, oh, just because they made the conference final. is like, no, it's just the heartbreaks are For the first time in franchise history. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though, Mike. People expect Doug, that they it does. People were putting Kawhi Leonard, the best player in the NBA, after that Toronto season. If they, and, and yeah, they, I believe it too. They had just gone through 10 years of this exact scenario of what you're describing. Of a team that was really good. Like, no, 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 no. They, they don't make any sense for this one. Okay. We're going to have to agree to disagree. But I want to no, close no. on... We, uh, yeah, you're not going to change is, my mind. You're, but. Just, you're just an, you're a classic East Coast elitist who does, does, does not pay attention to anything I going have no idea on outside of his you're... time zone. And I'm telling you, I'm on the ground. I got my, my ear to the ground here in Los Angeles. You have and no perspective is, on what a Clippers is, fan has gone through. If you, you think that uh, you're ignoring like decades and decades of pain. This was the first time that they reached the conference finals oh my in God, franchise dude, I history. Promise you can't you, no overlook one, that. I promise you no one in the Clippers organization cares about that, okay? I, I promise this is you not, not a single this is person for fan in the bases, Clippers organization. This, this Dude, the fans expect the, them to the win a title. The, the fans here are, are like not like just thrilled with the Clippers. Like people are upset about how it went uh, in that bubble year, and it was nice what they did without Kawhi. But the expectation was for them to win a title with Kawhi. That has not changed. Like yes. it's going to be a massive okay. disappointment if they don't win a title with Kawhi. And its injury history is part of that disappointment, and no one's going to look back on that fondly. Agree. No one's gonna look. No one's gonna look here. Is gonna look back on the Kawhi era (laughs) fondly just because they made a conference finals without him. That's ridiculous, dude. Agree to disagree, my friend. Okay. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We are going to have to close with this email from a friend of ours who uh, cleverly disguised himself in my inbox, in the open floor inbox. So it comes from um, Bland Doom, a.k.a. Dan Bloom, who is... Uh, what? What is Dan to us? Is he our... our is he our boss? Like, what? what is Dan? Can you describe what he is in our I don't think you can describe... I, I can't describe my relationship <laughs> to Dan Bloom because it's probably a little bit different than yours. So, you know, friend, mentor... Well, shout out to uh, Dan, who's definitely going yeah. to listen because I guess the bottom line is that it's his job to listen to us. Yeah. Um, so Dan writes... This is the first time Dan has ever written, so we have to read it um, on the air. Dear Sirs... Although your podcast gives me great joy, I take issue with the premise of your recent episode titled Please Don't Sleep on the Jazz. Their excellent (laughs) record suggests that the Jazz are good enough to be a leading contender for the Larry, but under closer scrutiny, I believe they reveal (laughs) themselves to more than deserve being slept upon. The very next Jazz game after this podcast was an embarrassing home loss where they blew a 17-point lead, allowing the painfully anonymous Spurs to score on nearly every possession down the stretch. Honestly, if these guys will let Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, and Derek White embarrass them like this, what hope do they have against anyone actually good? The Jazz are frauds. Even if they get the one seed, they are destined to fail in the playoffs. Thanks for a great show. Dan, thank you. Um, I've already said everything that I can about the Jazz, so I'm just going to allow you, Rohan, to talk about them for a second. And tell me if you if you 100% – I think I know where you're going with going to go with this, but tell me if you 100% agree with Dan or if you've come over to the light and, and seen things correctly. I mean, I just want to point out how great my take about the Warriors being more dangerous than the Jazz from maybe like the second week of the season has aged, how just <laughs> deeply wrong you were about that one, um, how so right I continue to be about just calling that immediately – and somehow you still like to claim the Jazz are more dangerous Incorrect. than the Warriors are bringing back Clay Thompson in the coming day. So absolutely brilliant call on my part. I don't know what you're like mm-hmm. your soft spot with the Jazz is, like where that came from. If you're just like so dedicated, I feel to being the need to defend them from buffoonery. I, 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 I have to so dedicated them from to being the one of those buffoonery. I said, I said in our Sports Illustrated Clubhouse meeting, whatever the one thing we did, I said months before the playoffs that Utah Jazz were going to be a second-round exit. I said that months. So you can call me a carnival barker, whatever you want to – and guess what? I was right. I was so right they lost to a team missing their best player. Um those sprightly uh, Clippers that everyone should feel great about. Continue on with your argument. Oh, please. my God. The Clippers thing is just, like, shocking how <laughs> wrong you are about that one. Like, you could not have picked, like, how did you pick two such bad teams for that exercise? Anyway. I don't know, but you, you picked two teams that won the title recently, which defies what the actual No, I just, was. I, I, I picked, and that's not true. We both know. That's that what you Cleveland. did. Don't say you Cle- didn't do it. That's what you did. Cleveland Cleveland was a good choice. You're also you got to look at the next actual 10 years, not just the next like two. But anyway, I I just think when it comes down to the Jazz, is I just don't think that their best players are as good as the other top teams in the West best players. And I think that's that mm-hmm. is like you know, bore out to be true in their their playoff losses whether they lose to 
the James Harden Red Rockets or they lose to a Paul George-led Clippers team. And Paul George was spectacular in that series. And I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he's been outstanding this season. There's nights where I watch him when I'm like, this guy is a top 15 player. Um, but, and this isn't to pick on Gobert, who we agree is a really talented player, but his skill set is just, it can only get you so far in a playoff series, I think. And it's not just like, oh, you can go small, but it's he's not punishing you offensively. There are some things you can do, and we saw the Clippers do it. You spread them out, kind of play some one-on-one that you can mitigate his rim protection and his defense a little bit. And once you do that, then it's like, I don't know. I mean, you're going to take Mitchell and Gobert over LeBron and AD ultimately in a playoff series. I mean, obviously the Lakers, the rest of their roster is a total mess. So maybe this year you would. But Mm -hmm. I just think what it comes down to for the Jazz why there are people like me who are skeptical, even though I turned out to be 100% right last year, just I'm going to be right this year about the Warriors, is that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's are you going to take Gobert and Mitchell or freaking Stefan Draymond or, or Stefan Clay? I, I don't think so. So I just think that the the other teams in the West, they're, t- they're top-end talent. Is this, a, is, this is, the NBA, is the NBA changing how the playoff format is? Is, is it now two-on-two two NBA GM? Or are other players allowed to compete? Did I miss some? Did I miss something? Bro, then tell then okay, okay, then for <laughs> once and for all, on my on December 20th at 10:45 Pacific time, give me your official uh-huh. prediction for the Utah Jazz. None of your hemming and hawing, none of your on the fence bullshit. None of your like I think they can be a contender. But like okay, then No, I think they're I, I think they're a contender. Okay, I but tell me what, tell me where they finish this year. Do they make the finals? Th- do they make the why finals do you this hate- year? Why do you hate nuance? Why do I you, don't. I do don't. You, but are they going to make spit the finals? Are they going to make the finals? You spit on nuance. You spit on intelligence. I am. I don't. I am no, no, no. Right now. I don't spit on nuance. This is what's happening today. I don't <laughs> know do. why I'm so excited this morning. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. Is we know the Jazz are a great team. That's what. That's the the problem. Is we know their baseline is super high. What, what, what someone's uh-huh. asking me to do, I'm not saying they're frauds, but if you're asking me to tell you why I'm less confident in them compared to the other great teams in the West, because they belong in that category, that's what I'm doing. I, I like At some point, you have to, unless you're literally like putting six teams in one big group and saying there's no difference... At some point, you have to nitpick. At some point, you have to find the differences. At some point, you have to explore the margins of what separates teams. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just separating the Jazz from who I believe the the even better teams are. That doesn't mean they're bad or it doesn't mean they're frauds. But at some point, you have to, to find the difference. You have to make that nitpick. And that's what I'm doing with the Jazz. So I'm not saying it's a two-on-two NBA Jam tournament, Mike. I'm just simply trying to tell you why I don't regard them as highly as maybe these couple other teams. Because at some point you have to find the separation. And people like you just don't want to separate that. Why are the Jazz better? Why are the Jazz worse and in a different category than the Phoenix Suns? First of all, 
This Shelby, our producer, please please do not edit out the silence I, between my question I, and I, Rohan's I, response. Thank you. I'm gonna say it. I think Chris I want Chris Paul in a playoff series. That's why. I'd rather have okay, Paul so, and I'd so, rather have Paul so, and Booker in a playoff series. So Chris Paul is better than Donovan Mitchell for you. Which is fine. That's a fine Go- opinion. He's, I'm he's just saying. He's better than Rudy Gobert for me. So Chris Paul is better than Donovan Mitchell for you. So I think the combination of Chris Paul and Devin Booker on aggregate is better than Dev- is better than Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in a playoff series. Okay, I have a lot to say about this, but we can't because I knew I was going to get sucked in. And but no, tell me, you haven't said anything about the, the Jazz. Tell me your prediction. Where did I they did on our last year? episode. Where do they finish this I year? I did. Look, I think you're will not going to like my response because I have make nuance the when I speak. Will the Jazz make the conference finals? Yeah, I think they're built to make the conference finals. Oh I think my that the playoffs God. Are, I think that the playoffs are a total oh. crapshoot. I think that you, think you the playoffs are, are a dismissing. Yeah, I, yeah, because if you look at the – look, if you look at the Phoenix a Suns and the path shoot. that they had to the finals – no, listen, if you mm. look at the Phoenix Suns and the path that they had to the finals versus the path that the Utah Jazz had, granted Kawhi Leonard went down in that series when the Clippers They had a 2-0 played, lead. The, they got a 2-0 lead the Clippers and then played, went down. How, how are you going to ever learn if you don't listen? If the Clippers, if the Clippers played the Suns with – Look, Zubach got hurt in that series. There were many other injuries in that series. Chris what, Paul what, missed like, two these games. These are just facts. Chris Paul missed these two games. These are just facts. Chris Paul missed These are just time? facts. Was that a fact Donovan too? Mitchell, that Chris Paul missed Donovan time? Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley were both hurt throughout that series. I don't think a lot of people recognize that fact. I'm not saying that the Utah Jazz are a perfect team. I am saying that they right now have the best offense in the history of the NBA. Their net rating is higher than every team, including the Golden State Warriors. And I just think that they should be respected as a title contender instead of dismissed because you think Rudy Gobert is a fatal no, flaw. No, no, no. See, that's the series. thing is you think I'm dismissing them. I'm not the one who called them frauds. That was our emailer, Dan. I'm not dismissing them. I'm just telling you why I like those other teams more. But that's not dismissing them. But I'm, I'm willing to tell you that I like those other teams more. That's the difference between okay, you Okay, I'm willing I'm to say that I think them. the Jazz are better than the Suns. That's, that's what I think. Okay. That's my That's opinion fair. about That's this fair. basketball team. But you also you don't I'm, have the confidence to say they'll make the conference finals, which is that's all I want from you. I thank you uh, for uh, participating on today's episode with me, Rohan. You are a very worthy uh, sparring partner. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you to you. Thank you to, and I will say to answer your question, I do think that they're going to go to the conference finals this year. Okay, there we go. Um, Jazz Cavs Finals, baby. Jazz Cavs Finals. Let's go. Um, Thank you to you, Rohan. Seriously, this was a lot of fun. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you Um, to the emailers. Please keep the. Yes, and please keep please keep those emails coming in. um, All of you except for Dan. Openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. Everyone, please seriously stay safe and please continue to enjoy the NBA season. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.